What is up, players, skaters, and everyone else in between? This is Serial Killer, and I'm with the lovely Enforcer. Today, we are here with the renowned Derby star, six-time men's gold title holder, World Cup MVP blocker in 2016, and World Cup MVP jammer in 2018. As if that wasn't enough, he has also coached 112 leagues worldwide. We gladly introduce you to Optimus Grime. Sounds goofy. Oh. <laughs> Did he even make noise? Yeah, I he heard did it for me. <laughs> he said, now recording. Oh, I didn't hear it. <laughs> that was I didn't pretty hear spot it. on. Yeah, that was <laughs> actually the voice actor for Craig. <laughs> All right. So now we're officially doing the thing. Um, and yeah, you can just start it off by saying, what's up, everybody? Whenever you're comfortable or hey or hi or. What's up, whatever. everybody? Yeah, how's it going? <laughs> I'm very well. How are you? Good. So, to start this off, we're going to start mm -hmm. off by asking you how long you've been skating, what teams are you currently skating for, and how'd you kind of get started in this whole roller derby thing? <sighs> um, so, in April 2024 will be 10 years. So, we're sitting at about huh? nine and a half just now. Um, so that was what April twenty four, April two thousand and fourteen was the the one I got started. Uh, I'm currently playing technically for four teams. Um, oh wow! I know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> technically, I'm still part of the Power of Scotland national team, although we haven't played in a long, long time. But technically, that's there. Um, I'm also um part of the Great Britain team. Um, I'm currently the captain for that. Um, so those are the national side of things. Um, I still play for New World Order, which is Manchester Roller Derby's men's team. And um, I've just taken on a new role um, for a French team, which are called Wolfgang. And they're from Orset in mm. southern West France. Oh, my goodness. So you're all over. That's awesome. Yeah. So... Um, nothing much going on right now because the season's kind of over and not started and there's no international stuff because it's still building up post-COVID. But um, technically four teams, but only two, th two and a half of those are active. <laughs> and well, you asked me, you asked me how I got started. That's what you asked me. Um, <laughs> I'm just trying to remember. Um, ugh. So I started watching Roller Derby in 2010. Um, oh. I had a, a girlfriend that was playing at the time, um, and this is back in the you know fishnet and two two kind of days, the Whippet <laughs> era. Um, and um, but men's derby didn't exist in the UK then, or it did, maybe only London, but certainly not in Scotland. Um, and I used to go and watch. Um, they used to play in an aircraft hangar, so I used to just sweep it and fill up water bottles, um, um, and just to sit in the corner watching. Um, Used to go to games and then she stopped and we went to go and see her sister play and a one of the refs was like, Oh, there's this guy's team starting and um I went along twice and this was in twenty twelve and gave it a try. Um then just circumstances weren't allowing me to actually keep it going. Um so it was only what like two or three hours on skate, so it was just like skating in a circle, really not much. Um and then uh I saw that squad go to the Men's Roller Derby World Cup in 2014, and I watched it online and was like, wow, 
uh, and I said to myself, I am going to be at the next one, the, the next World Cup, no matter what. And I was. So about a month after that World Cup, I started properly, um, joined a team in Glasgow, which was about an hour and a half away from me at the time, and never looked back. And here we are. Wow. That is so cool. No, that was a good one. That's a good start. Yeah. Do you wanna do you wanna take on the next one, Ina? <clears throat> yeah. Um, so I'm me and Shelby are very fond of your work on social media and we know that you do coaching. Not a lot of our audience may not know that, but what was your progression into becoming a coach or even just a traveling coach? Because you've been traveling all over. I mean, we stated in our uh, introduction that you've coached 112 leagues worldwide. How did you get into doing that? Oh, um, so just because Scotland's so small, um, I got onto the national team very, very quickly. Like I was thinking I'd been skating about eight months, ten months, something like that. Um, and they said, "Do you want to come play for Ireland uh, against Ireland for Scotland?" And I was like, "Sure." Um, and then the sort of build up to the World Cup started happening, and they said, "Oh, you need to do some fundraising." And I went, okay, well, um, I could I could offer a coach. And I offered just, you know, around local leagues saying, um, I'll teach you what the national team's coaching us. Um, and, you know, like, well, just, just, just donation-based. And, you know, one team said yes, and then another team said yes, and then another team said yes. Um, and then I went on holiday and asked a local team in Spain if they wanted me to come along, and they said yes. And then more and more people just kept asking, and I'm kind of a yes guy. Like if people ask for something, I tend to, I tend to just keep saying yes. Um, <laughs> it's just my initial answer to everything if something needs done. Um, so it was basically uh, I volunteered as a fundraising um, kind of thing for the national team, and then it just kept going, and it's sort of built and built over the years. And that was yeah, late twenty. 20- early 2015 something like that is when that started and it's it's just gotten more and more and more that's really awesome yeah that's that's you've got some good answers to these questions man (laughs) i'm liking it it's it's not complicated if people ask i just said okay yeah right (laughs) true that is true so you've been to loads of places thus far yeah um do you have any where that was like your favorite place to coach or travel to to coach or any like memorable moments while coaching a specific league or anything um there's there's a few um mostly in the places where you don't think roller derby will be like you know because it's such a a north american and european thing and once you mm-hmm. leave those kind of places, the teams become much more sparse. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they don't really get coaches. So the opportunity to go and coach leagues that are much more further afield um, tends to just be a little bit more special, I think. It's because it's more exciting for them because they don't get many visitors or many games. Um, right. And it's kind of a thing off in the distance for them that's kind of only on the internet and so getting to sort of reach out and touch those leagues you know and share things with them are the sort of ones that always stick in my head because it's um you know some some places are spoiled for choice you know and the amount of coaches that they can have access to whether it's like a a local league that's maybe much more advanced or a traveling coach um so it's more of these sparse in terms of teams 
countries going to. So, um, I think the first one like was would be Hong Kong. Um, That's cool. So yeah, we there was a my partner Rosie. Um, they started a a charity sort of thing with a friend doing what was called Derby Without Borders, which was just trying mm-hmm. to acquire gear and coaches for places that um would struggle to get gear and coaches. So we you know put our names down to say we'll go anywhere, and you know they asked us to come along. So um they flew us out to Hong Kong, and we did three clinics while we were there. Um um but. You know, we had people like there was teams from Abu Dhabi and Dubai, Beijing, Shanghai, Hong Kong and Bangkok. So it was basically all of roller derby Asia came in for one boot camp. That is so nice. Yeah. Which is just very, very surreal. Um, I think like we we're fortunate enough, especially Emma and I, that we it's so accessible. For us, like yeah. we can play a game. Emma and I could like schedule a game with each other right now, probably, and get people yeah. to go. Um, but you know, when you travel outside of these places, it's so hard. Imagine not being able to play like at all, hardly. Yeah, mm-hmm. that would suck. We're so privileged that, a little bit. Uh, it's just, it's just partly circumstantial. Um, but just the you know the looks on folks' faces when they actually you know get to skate and play because normally when we go over there's usually at least a scrimmage if not a game mm-hmm. um and just to have you know so many people come some from so far afield to do something like that was that's one that sticks out but there's a few um japan was a little bit similar that was this year um where you know you had people come from okinawa all the way to mainland japan which is you know a flight you know you know people taking flights for this kind of stuff and then a two-day boot camp on a military base which was a bit surreal. <laughs> um wow. uh so you know you're getting signed in and i i grew up on a military base so it wasn't too daunting but um it's just mm-hmm. that reminder again that you're like oh okay because it's mostly expats um in japan um the other one would be south africa because they are the most remote derby teams in the world like there's the closest team to the teams in south africa would be italy Oh, wow. You know, so it's a full continent away. It's not just, yeah. you know, even the teams in Hong Kong, like to mainland China's, you know, only a couple of hours flight, but this is like a full continent away. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, I've done that twice, 2018 and this year. So to, you know, to give them a hand and because all they can do is home teams and play the same team over and over again. So to just, you know, help those folks out and it's, it's very, very surreal. And just, you know, being in these places that you don't get to go that frequently you know it's not like for me going on holiday to france or germany which is just a an mm-hmm. hour's flight away or you know if you guys went to another coast in the states or even canada or mexico or something it's relatively close like mm-hmm. the, you know big big trips that you might not get to do if you weren't a, a derby coach like you know so it's 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 kind of surreal yeah one I thing know. about derby is it'll it'll take you places we've had mm-hmm recruitment recently and that's one of the things that we talk about is one it's pretty expensive but you get to meet tremendous people from all oh over goodness. yeah like we a recruit actually she she mentioned you grime she okay. um she came from she came from thailand and oh, okay. she played for a year and she mentioned how she went to hong kong for a clinic 
Yep. And she was like, there's this one, there's this one person with a beard. I was like, that's Optimus Prime. <laughs> yep. That, that, <laughs> yep. The, yeah, the Bangkok team were there in force. Yep. Yeah, that's so, so full circle it's, moment. It's nuts, it's nuts though, because like even you know we came up as juniors, and my my dad talks about it all the time. He's like, it's nuts, like the places that we went because of roller derby. Like I would have never gone to this random place in the middle of Kentucky if it wasn't for roller derby. But it ended up being a pretty cool little town, and we really yeah. enjoyed it. And it makes you travel to places that you wouldn't particularly travel to if not for something. And exactly. sometimes the places are really cool. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, it's it's really awesome. Have you guys been outside of North America with it? Not yet. Not yeah, yet. I've only no. I've only been to Canada. That's okay. my okay. furthest endeavor. Okay. I like the yet part. <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean we hope so. I would love yes. to go play somewhere else. Um, I'd love to just go skate somewhere else, <laughs> just for fun. <laughs> well, um, uh, I wouldn't put the UK down too quickly on the list because we can't skate outside at all. Um, but, well, you could go to London. London would be all right. You'd get a lot of skating there just because they're the only sort of big city that has a huge skating scene that's not just Derby. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it'll be dance and it'll be disco and it'll be jam mm-hmm. and it'll be skate park and Derby. So London would be your best bet. Um if it was here, but then, you know, Spain and Italy, constant outdoor skating, they just have a much more of a culture for it. Mm-hmm. Um, Very cool. The one other thing that sticks out was I did a clinic in Sydney, Australia, um, and they kind of told us an address, but didn't really tell us what the venue was. Um, oh. And we got there and I was like, are you kidding? It was the um, 2000s olympic velodrome what so like the, the big <laughs> cycling bank track essentially um, oh my goodness and the, the, in the center is just polished concrete and it's normally used as to the sort of let's call it the pits mm-hmm. for the bike you know for the cyclists to get right. set up and check their bikes and all this kind of stuff and it all gets cleared away and they use it as a as a derby track so Whoa. you're in an arena That's- Surrounded by cyclists <laughs> going mad speed, and but doing derby in the middle. <laughs> That's pretty sweet. It's so funny. Like you never know where you're gonna pull up for a roller derby yeah. game, too. Yeah. That's yeah. I swear, true. I swear, you never know. Oh, that's yeah. That's intense. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So hope that, hope that answers your question. No. Yeah. No. Yes, those are yes. some. <laughs> those are definitely some memorable moments well still a few to go hopefully um hopefully right i think the the uh, the, the the u.s trip we just did um i was trying to like name if we do a tour um just to you know just give it a name helps rather than saying you know what year and month and blah 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 um but we ended up just calling this one the surreal tour um because just a couple of things happened that I was like is this real this isn't real life come on come on nah. <laughs> uh-huh. um like we went for a clinic in Hawaii and then we ended up um snorkeling with manta rays oh. <laughs> so we did like a clinic in the afternoon and then like an hour later we were snorkeling with manta rays and I'm like what's going there you on go. is this real life 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so just the, the places that it can take you is just like people ask me, like, why don't you go on like a, just a normal holiday? I'm like, why? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's I mean, not worth it. A derby trip is, is you know, it's, it is a holiday. You just do a little bit of derby and then you can do whatever. So I'm like, nah, just keep doing coaching trips and it'll be it'll be great. Especially if you enjoy it, you know? At least you exactly. know you're going to do something, right? Yeah. You got something planned. Yeah. Do you guys have any plans or anything, I, like, even if it's in the far-off distance, to aim to play outside of North America? Oh, man. Like a World Cup. <laughs> I mean... Yeah, Shelby and I have talked about, we've seen on the internet sprinklings of the World Cup coming back. Yeah. That would be probably the next goal for me, personally. Yeah. 2025. Uh, right? Yes. I mean, I'd be down, I'd show up. Just to, just to even try out, yeah. Yeah, I'd show up. If you showed up, I'd show up. No, I'm kidding. I'd probably go. For fun. <laughs> I bet you like just being around so many good skaters. It's just mm-hmm. a good impact in general. But like, you learn it's so much, experience. even if yeah, even if you're not like directly getting coached. It's like a tryout. You still learn so much from like looking at other people. Yeah, mm-hmm. which I think is good. And yeah, I mean, a lot of people that are like coaches and captains and stuff. Like if you ask them, like, hey, like what was my fault? What made me not make it? They'll generally tell you, and you can learn a lot from that too. So yeah, I'd be down. This is a good segue. Speaking of advice or words of wisdom, <laughs> I'm I'm also a coach for our junior league. So from your coaching perspective, um, I feel like we try to use words of wisdom and advice for derby players. What's the best derby words of advice that you can give to our viewers? That's a difficult one. Because <laughs> it's only difficult because I could say a lot. Um, um, the one that sticks out the most probably would be finding the difference. So, like the the desire to go to practice, right, is mm-hmm. having something happen at practice that's either culture or an atmosphere that makes you say i don't got to go to practice i get to go to practice mm-hmm. so right? one letter one letter's difference you're like oh i gotta go to practice no you finding and making right. it so that you get i get to go to practice like it's a the simple act of being there is mm-hmm. a reward in itself right so if that means playing for a certain team or with certain people or doing certain things at a practice that help create that, it's just finding that. Because I think you'll constantly improve, constantly enjoy it and maintain and keep things up, provided you have that sensation of getting to go rather than having to go. Right. That's that's a pretty good one. I might have to. Yeah. Feel that. I'm going to add that have, to my book. Do you do you <laughs> do you have any words, Emma? I know I'm putting you on the spot here. Oh, goodness. Oh, we have. So for our juniors, we have like a coaching playbook that we're getting made and whatnot. And on the pages, there's quotes. I couldn't pick one out right now, but there's multiple quotes on those pages. I think I think words of affirmations or just like good quotes can really help 
personally, as an athlete, I think it's really good to live or have a motto, you know, something that you stand by or morale. One thing that I um, feel like I think about a lot, like when I, I feel like you get to a level and I don't feel this way. I always feel like I can improve, but I feel like some, some people get to the level where they feel like they're really good and they're comfortable. Um, and they don't feel like they need to get any better, but sometimes I say this, um, or sometimes I'll just like post it on our Facebook group that, um, effort beats skill when skill doesn't put in effort. And I think that's a really good one Yeah, because, you know, you can get a new skater that shows up every single practice and puts in a hundred percent and you can get a veteran that shows up to practice and doesn't care. And eventually that new skater is probably going to catch up to that veteran skater and pass them up and they're going to steal the roster spot because the skill didn't put in effort. Right. Yep. Fully agree. That's mine. That's mine. (laughs) <laughs> That's what I'm always spewing. Oh. I also just I also just tell people to do something cool. Yeah. <laughs> That's like my catchphrase. I'm like, do something cool. I'll be like do right before the cool. jam. I'll be like, I'll be like, hey BB, do something cool. Just because I think I'm stupid. I'm funny. You know? I I found the one that I was thinking of. It's kind of the same as yours, Shelby, but it's hustle beats talent when talent doesn't hustle. That's yeah, one that we go. say all the time with juniors. So something to keep in your noggin. Um my one of the ones, because obviously, um, it's when it's easy, it's easy. When it's hard, it's not easy. And it's remembering that you are going to fall down, whether that's physically or emotionally. But remembering, regardless of when you fall down, make sure you land on your back, because if you can look up, you can get up. Hey, the good ones. That's good too. I like that too. One of the biggest, I think, turning points in my roller derby career was um, NJRDA, which I don't know how familiar familiar you are with, like the whole timeline of things that happened in our junior world. But there was this team called Des Moines. Uh who for a very long time they were out of iowa they were a very good co-ed team like very good beat people a lot um and we went down and we played them and we got beat by a significant amount probably like 300 to 30 or something it was real sad but we ended up going to one of their practices the next day and their coach and this was in the beginning beginning of my my team's even existence Their coach, we went to the practice hardly because their practice was really tough. And their coach turned to us and they were like, here's the thing, guys. Like, you guys have been playing teams as if you were in a fishbowl and you knew you were the predator. So you knew you were the best team out of all these little leagues that you were playing against. And you knew you were going to win. But there's a whole ocean of teams out there. And there's a lot bigger predators than yourself. So you're not always going to win. And you got to keep playing out of your fish tank to even get the experience to get better. And that was like the turning point of my junior team. And I think about that all the time. And I say it to my adult team, too, because sometimes we get in the habit of like playing the same leagues over and over again. But sometimes it's beneficial to like step out of your comfort zone. Yeah. Almost. If your goals aren't big enough that they're scary, they're not big enough. Right. Right. 
which I think is just another good one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this isn't totally a segue, but it's a question that we, I feel like a lot of people wonder. So is this like, would you consider this a career or is this more of just like a for funsies side gig or what, what is this whole coaching thing? Uh, it's a, it's not even a side hustle. Let's say um, <laughs> I have, I have a, a day job. Um, cool. And you got a real life. I somewhat yeah um, I mean, <laughs> it's not just roller derby what do you mean man no, I know. um do you guys know what i do we don't i do not no would take a guess um let me think is it something yeah. like electrical nope oh man tried my hardest one one more guess like an account. I feel like it's something creative. I don't know. I'll just tell you. I'm a nurse. <laughs> You're a nurse? Yeah. Cool. That's oh, awesome. that's very cool. I would so, have taken you as a nurse. I know. But... Um, I've, heard, <laughs> I've heard that before. <laughs> um, yeah, I know. So, uh, yeah, I'm a, I do agency work. Um, so I pick and choose my hours, pick and choose my shifts. Um, so I end up traveling the country doing shifts, um, but it means I can do um, any derby I want because I pick and choose when I work. We were mad curious just because you do have that flexibility. Like, mm-hmm. what do you do? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I can just say I'm not coming in for a month, and they're like, okay, that's fine. And then that's so funny. <laughs> there. There are a lot of roller derby players in like medical fields. Yeah, yeah. I would say there's a good double, do you know, double percentage. Yeah. Do you know what I do? <laughs> I have no idea. Take a guess. <laughs> you get two oh. of them. Are you still studying? Nope. Nope. I'm uh, out. Graduated. Okay. Okay. Um, I could be very vague and just say something with computers. Something <laughs> with computers. No, you get one more guess though. Um, is it something to do with animals? No, it's not. No. I am a cosmetologist that focuses on nails. Nice. <laughs> okay. So you can like okay, okay. So I can put pretty things on your nails. Paint little pictures. <laughs> I can paint little pictures on your nails. Nice. That would, Emma's that, still studying would never, though. Would never have guessed that. Would never have guessed that? No. Yeah. I've heard that one a few times. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm just being annoying. Um, Emma's still in school, though, and she's kind of doing something a little computery. Not, she uh, kind of online, kind of. Yeah. I'm studying marketing, so I like the social. I like the social media side of it very obviously. I think, but yes, my goal is to travel or not travel to move. To Portland. I want to work for Rose City. Nice. Well, I mean, they have a full-time staff, so... Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But no, the coaching thing, um, it's it's not even a side hustle. I never really make any money. Um, It's basically, I just do it because people keep asking, and I really enjoy it, and um, I just want to help and try and spread knowledge and cool stuff mm-hmm. as much as I can um, 
So I'm, I've never been in it to make money. Like the first four years I coached, I don't think I I, I donated all my any coaching money. I didn't donate it to the national team. Um, oh. So yeah, it's not even a side hustle. It's just another yeah. hobby. Spreading the good word of roller derby. Uh, yeah, well, fingers crossed it's good. Um, they see, people seem to like it, but... <laughs> I think people like it. It's like how we talk about it. We're like, oh, you know, hopefully it's okay. <laughs> hopefully people like us. I don't know. <laughs> uh, goodness. I showed, so, up for, I showed up for uh, America Whips and got this dude. Right? Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh, uh, gosh. So you've coached a lot of different places, right? You've yeah. been all over. Specifically, you were just at RollerCon, right? Uh-huh. Was that your first involvement with them, or have you coached there before? Um, so that was Rollercon number five. Okay, um, and I've coached. I think I've coached every time. Yeah, uh, the first year I went, um, I had no idea what to do, so I did an off skates class, um, mm. which was on basically a partner workout. Like you, got, you just need two people and your partner is your weight for everything. And I just made a cool, fun thing because I, I, I used to do other sports. So I just stole stuff from there and we did a, you know, it was a 45 minute thing or something. And it was just a bit of fun. Um, and then I have to do off on skates classes, um, which kept just getting more and more and more. Um, last year, I think I did the, uh, the most hours, I think last year and this year was about the same um but yeah it's it's been every year now uh 16 17 18 19 and 22 so yeah 22 no, ah, that's, 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 yeah. it could be six i might be miscounted it could be six 16 16 17 18 19 yeah it's number six um 22 23 so yeah um but i did eight clinics last year 11 clinics this year so it's it's very much a, a coaching thing for me Wow. Do you, How do, do you, you prepare for those? Oh, sorry, Shelby. No, I was just going to say, do you get it like, do you skate? At all? I, I think I saw some pictures that you were skating, right? Uh, last year, I skated, I think, two or three games. Um, there's not like, there's very few games I'm eligible for. Um, okay. Just right. because most games are WUFTA gender policy only, and that's fine. Um, so the MR, the open policy ones, um, there's just less of them, and mm-hmm. um, I'm only allowed to do A level ones. So there's just there's not many of those. Um, so that's why I just do coaching. So I think last year I did three, and this year I only had one game. Okay. Cool. But is I I focus um, on the coaching more than anything else because right. I, that's just it's the most I can give. What you're best at? It's what. I, well, yeah, I suppose. Um, I'd like to think <laughs> I'm equally good as a player as a as a coach. There's just there's, yeah. mo- there's more of a request for me to coach, so I just I I just do that. And I was asking previously, how do you pre- prepare for these clinics or coachings? Do you have like an agenda that you go off of, or? What does that look like for you? So um, I do have a background in blocking. Um, That's how I started and then started jamming. So when I first started coaching, I made a blocking class and I basically made a class of all the useful things I was taught. Um, 
and then tried to piece them together so they flowed from one thing into another thing that made sense rather than jumping from like tripod skill to a solo skill like started with solo then two then three um and started that way uh, when i started adding, uh, adding jamming classes in um i tried to keep something that was like just you know skills that were similar to each other and then made a class based around it um the main one would have been the elemental jamming classes i tend to do um which just gives a structure for people to work with so they can figure out their strengths and weaknesses um mm -hmm. and went from there but it's basically just thinking what am i good at um or what do i know that's very useful for people even if they don't know it and then piecing mm -hmm. it together in a way that is palatable all makes sense and then a, a nice sequence and then giving it a name that is catchy and you sort of give it a class name just to make it catchy and go oh okay what does that mean you know yeah right so you mentioned that your your first roller con you taught some off skate stuff right yeah so i've seen on your socials you do a lot of off skates you do post like videos on that sort of thing um was that something you did prior to roller derby or did you pick that up because of it um i've always done sports of some kind um and i think i just had the perfect background that were a lot of transferable skills from my previous sports to roller derby because i was like oh this is the same as that so right i, I picked up stuff pretty quickly because i had a sporting background that kind of mirrored a few things did those sports improve your derby training? 100%. Like, they made everything so much easier. So what what were they, if I could ask? What, what um, did you play? So I've always been a skier. Okay. So, yeah, I can see that. I can translate. So, you know, hockey stops, just the same as side slipping. Plow stops is, you know, that's where the phrase comes from. Um, and I've been skiing since I was like four. And I do ski patrol. Um, so sometimes you're, you know holding a sled and having to plow real hard because you're you know skiing someone down the mountain so that muscle mm -hmm. exercise work i was like oh that's pretty easy um i used to play basketball at school so in terms of plyometrics and a bit of jump and a bit of sprinting you know coordination juking mm -hmm. this that was quite helpful because i'm tall but i'm not basketball player tall so um right it's sort of having that sort of yeah scope of movement made jamming much much easier if i thought about it as a little bit of basketball um i was a circus performer while i was at university i feel uh, like you've done all the things i don't yeah. know you're kind of a jack all the trades yeah. <laughs> um, so, like, so what were we doing at the circus um i was a, a clown and freak show artist um oh. so you're doing a lot of fire stuff knives glass um, and it's all tricks and for sure, really, there's, you know, you keep it safe. Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, unicycling and juggling and balancing stuff. Um, I was a, mm -hmm. an acrobatic base, so you're, I'm used to staying nice and stable with someone, you know, climbing on top of you or two people climbing on top of you in terms of a tower or people on your shoulders, you know, unicycling, you know, so just balancing on little things and, you know, just that sense of balance mm -hmm. was, you know, is being on a unicycle is kind of similar to being on one skate a little bit. So I, can see, I can see how that transfers over. Yeah, so it's just no, all, yeah, these, I get all, 
a few little things that just sort of made skating a little easier. That's awesome. Um, oh, and then after all that, um, I was a competitive bodybuilder. So the constant in the gym, just doing stuff. Mm-hmm. That's where that came from. So it was kind of just it all just, yeah, it all helped quite a lot. Yeah, I think it's awesome. a lot of people tend to forget how, I mean, derby season, especially when it's in the competitive season, it gets so busy and you're so, there's so many other things you're taking care of along with like real life stuff. So your own personal life. I think a lot of people forget that importance of off skates and training your body off your skates. Cause a lot of the movements we do, it doesn't just come from doing them on skates. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like, I feel like I know so many skaters that roller derby was like their one true sport and they never really got to experience and like anything else so just like trying to do other things i think is so important like the players that i saw and this doesn't always translate but the players that i could think of while i was a junior player that were playing sports in school were generally like our better players because they were just naturally like they were already athletic doing the things and you know, generally they were stronger and healthier a little bit, which again doesn't always translate, but I think it really helped them. And it helps, I think it helps a lot. The biggest thing I think it helps with a lot is injury prevention. Because mm-hmm. you know how to control your body. Right. And then when it comes to on skates, you know, and just that ability to take force and your joints just used to taking force with weight or with explosive movements, it just makes you know the, the the likelihood of you getting injured on skates much much less right is there like something that you follow currently when you're at the gym or is it is it like just weightlifting or do you do like what's um, i guess the so i always coached myself and you know made my own plans um and that was based around a bodybuilding kind of structure um and then there came a point where i'd sort of thought i'd plateaued as a player um and at that point i was like i I don't know what to do now like i'm i I can't get faster i don't know i don't have the knowledge on how to do that so i hired a personal trainer um which was actually lacey knight if you're familiar with lacey knight yes she's from nebraska actually (laughs) where i'm Uh, from right um one of the states i've not been to yet so i need to remedy that But um, I, like we'd we'd coached together in the past, and even gone you know to the gym a few times together at Rollercon, and while we were coaching, just to go and do a workout together. And then I I messaged her saying, I I'm I'm stuck. I think I've plateaued as a skater. I need help. But because nobody, as a general PT, the very few people knew what roller derby was, um, mm-hmm. I kind of feel a bit awkward asking a PT, you know, mm-hmm. like they didn't know what derby was to give mm-hmm. me a plan because they wouldn't get it um so i was like well Lacey's the the person to speak to so i took her on as a personal trainer for about 18 months um and we sort of came up with a plan together like she made the basic structure and then we went from there um and figured out how to make things better and make you know for the on skates part um and then she um had a baby and was like, I'm not coaching just now. And I said, that's fine. Um, so basically I'm mixing a combination of the stuff she taught me, um, plus the stuff I really enjoy to do. And then other things that I'm experimenting with all at the same time to try and 
tweak it and make it as best for me as a player because I've come to understand how I work and you know through this process it's a lot of trial and error um mm-hmm. and I've figured that out over the years um so it's it's now just me but it's it's come from a lot of learning from other people mm-hmm. which I feel like is a lot of roller derby I was just talking about that last night at one of our practices with the newer recruit because you know they're god she's in her third week of doing roller derby and I told her I was like it's a lot of experiencing things and learning your body and how it works so it takes time definitely it's totally an awkward thing like you like we I don't think we're made to just slap some skates on and do some crossovers no. like that's totally <laughs> weird so um yeah it's it's just like a it's a weird sport and you just got to get comfortable it's really easy to go and learn a sport where you got to just use your feet but in this sport, you got to learn how to skate, and then you got to learn all the rules, and then you got to learn how to take impact on your skates. Mm-hmm. There's just so many layers you got to mm-hmm. unpeel. So it's it's the perfect sport to steal stuff from other sports in terms of how they train, right. what they do. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's a, a rugby scrum kind of focus, or if it's ice hockey, or a bit of speed skating, or some plyometrics from basketball, or you know, and then endurance from CrossFit, you know, it can be it's, it's so many helpful ideas from other sports that make derby better. Mm-hmm. Because, mm-hmm. Because, Very because, true. because we weird. We are weird. <laughs> we are we weird. weird. So you kind of, you mentioned Lacey, right? Yeah. She's pretty awesome. She kind of helped you through that. Are there other people that you've kind of looked up to or gotten help from that you're really admired? Um, oh, quite a few actually. Um, uh, the main one, well, there's two that stick out like big time. Um, Scald Eagles probably one. Mm-hmm. Um, just because you know you try and look at people that skate a little bit like you. Um. And I mean, I don't think Scald and I skate very similarly, but we're both taller than most of the people we play mm-hmm. with. So mm-hmm. that was the sort of first, like, oh, okay, um, I need to watch this person. Um, and then, like, we became friends just by accident, um, <laughs> which was a bit surreal because I was like, I've seen you on the TV. This is really weird. <laughs> um, you know, this is like talking to a a famous person. Um, and she, she, uh, it's, uh, she, she uh, I was going on holiday and she just invited herself along. Um, That's so funny. And I was like, can you come? Uh, yeah. Um, and she's like, can I bring some friends? I'm like, um, whatever gets you here. But yeah. So, <laughs> bring all your friends. <laughs> exactly. So I, I, you know, asked her a lot of questions more about mental stuff than anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so she was a big help and a big inspiration there. Um, and after that is Magnum PIMP. Um, mm-hmm. um, you know, just I always looked up to gatekeepers as just something to aim for. And, you know, Magnum and I are completely yeah. different skaters. Like, you know, he's where size difference is huge and we don't skate anything mm-hmm. alike. But again, it's a an attitude and a mentality kind of thing um, mm-hmm. that is sort of helped me just keep going and develop and grow so those two would probably be you know the biggest help that i physically had because we i talk to them on a regular basis 
Um, but, you know, just watching people like Freight Train um, or Sausage Rolls are probably the two people that physically I'd watch skate the most. Right. In mm-hmm. terms of how they move. Because I felt if I can juke like Sarge, then then that's the the ultimate goal. Because there isn't a, a person that can juke any better. And if I can be a hit like Freight Train does, but as clean as Freight Train does, then mm-hmm. it's you know. And if I can combine all that together, so it's help from some places more mentally and advice and focus, um, and then inspiration just from watching you know people. So it comes it comes right. from all places. Do you want to hear some perspective? And this is kind of cringy, uh, but okay. I think Emma maybe knows what I'm talking about. But so you said it's really surreal to get to talk to somebody like Scald Eagle because, like, she's awesome. Like, she's like basically a star. It's insane. Mm-hmm. So we we hop into a call before every single person and we talk about it. And Emma and I were like, oh, we're kind of nervous to talk to Grime because he's like famous basically like he's a big name and that's cringy but that puts into perspective like where you're at and i think that everybody kind of underestimates like their status uh, it's, it's like derby famous is monopoly money mm-hmm. you know it's yeah. not real but you know it, it's it's uh it's i think it's always good to have something or someone to look up to right you know. something to keep you motivated Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And in this, if like that, that person can then be your pal later, that's even cooler. Yeah, that's, that's just brownie <laughs> points at that point. <laughs> <laughs> We're pals now. Oh. <laughs> um, oh and God. then rather than people that kind of you look up to or keep you motivated, is there anything that, or what keeps you motivated rather than a person um there's kind of i I, i'm not keen on the word motivation Mm. okay break it Um, down simply because i feel that motivation comes and goes okay that's Um, right i think it's helpful to have motivation to get started if you're in a bit of a a slump uh, and Mm -hmm. it helps to get started and perhaps keep going well just you know stand up and get going um it really comes down to I, the phrase is always a bit like oh is discipline um and just a lot of good habits mm. and provided you make those habits solid and stick with them that's what makes everything so much easier um because then the motivation to keep going isn't really required or mm. isn't required as much you know so like you could see right. it's like like a, like a train that's already moving, like a big freight, you know, a freight train, a big heavy train. Um, you know, even if you turn off the engine, it's still going to roll. Yeah. Because it's on a set course. And that's mm-hmm. that discipline focused, regular, constant habit course. Um, the motivation only helps you just speed up a little bit. Mm-hmm. I get it. Yeah. No, up. that makes total sense. It's like you oh. have to do the thing. That's part of your routine. Yeah. Yes. How um, do you laugh? Yeah. So I, I, uh, what are the things that keep me going? It's like I've just feel like I've still got so much to do. Mm. Um, so it's just you know like I'm I'm not done yet. So 
So what's one thing that you feel like you need to accomplish at one point or you want to accomplish? Um, I mean, I think everybody's goal is, you know, to have a physical medal of some kind. Um, And like no UK, no UK team has ever um, got a medal at champs. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, One European team has, but um, they were French. Um, so that would be one is it doesn't matter what color the medal is, but just to be, you know, one of the top three in the world from a European side would be a, a really cool thing. Um, to physically just do another world cup. Um, you know, I'm not going to be on a, t- well, it's, it's difficult to say how the pandemic's going to think, you know, go with things, but you know, the top two are mm-hmm. still probably going to be, or even three are going to be France, England, and USA, and I'm not eligible for any of those teams. So um, Scotland's best has been ninth. Um, so if we can, you know, if Scotland gets going or Germany gets going, because I'm eligible for Germany too, um, if we could break, you know, in top 10 or top eight or something like that, that would be a great thing to try and achieve. Um, mm-hmm. And after that, it would just be some other coaching things I want to do. And that's me kind of, Picked all the boxes, I suppose. You're going to have to make more boxes. I know. (laughs) I'm going to get there and make some more boxes because that's just the way things go. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like that's a lot. Do you two have any any big goals, set goals, things on the horizon that you're like, I want to get that done? Oh, yeah. The, The World Cup. The World Cup is a big one for me, like I stated previously. I just, I really want to experience, I haven't had any of those big, in my junior career at least. I, Shelby's been lucky enough, she's gone to champs, and that's an incredible experience. I've just heard word of mouth, but I really want to experience those big tournaments, so to speak. So I'm looking forward in the future to um, what does regional champs that they're having next yeah. year. That'll be like a big goal of mine yeah, in my career anxious. as a whole to take part in an experience. Okay. But I'm anxious for that. Yeah. Well, that's not I, far uh, away. That's less than a year away. So I know it's yeah, it's coming up quick, Emma. Yes. You guys better get your sanctioned games in. Yeah. We are. We have one left. One left. Good. What what region? We, um, I'm in the North American West. Okay. So I'm in the south. Right. We've so got some tough ones. We've, our, my region has um, Rose, Denver, Angel. Some, yes, yes. Yeah. But tough. great teams. I got. I had the opportunity to play Denver last May, and that was one of my big, like, career moments. I guess was playing people that. Like I look up to, and it was really, it was really cool. Sick. Um, I would say I am really itching to play some pretty competitive roller derby. The team that I'm on, they're definitely on the stretch to playing some really in some awesome tournaments. Like we're going to um, Clover Cup this upcoming year and just some other places other tournaments um but yeah like emma said i was fortunate enough to play at an champs level as a junior and sometimes when you get out of that it's like i don't know 
it's like the good days are gone but i think that eventually we'll get back into that level at least and i'm really anxious for um that regional situation just seeing how that goes emma and i would love to go to RollerCon. we have not been yes. yeah 100 so we're 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 anxious for that but she the unfortunate thing is they've scheduled it during jrda chance so emma yeah. can't go <laughs> uh, well so. i'm i'm a i'm we're manifesting i don't know we're just, i'm putting it out there our junior league our goal is to go to champs this year and i think we've got a really good shot so well that's the nice thing though is roller con will always be there so yeah yeah it's not going anywhere Right. But other than that, um, I do at one point want to. I'll talk about Rose City all day. I want to play for Wheels of Justice at some point. That's like my big goal. Okay. I like Arch Rivals, but I almost <laughs> almost talked Emma into into them, but she just can't cut ways with Arch. Ri- well, Rose. I went to that mixer, and Magnum was there. That was really cool. Arch Rival and the Gatekeepers are. Such a cool little. It's, it's just. Cool it's just so. I love their their brother sister thing yeah, they've got going on as leagues. I love, I love the, it. I one like one of the very few teams that like cities that still have that uh, uh, top right. level. Right. So cool. I I love like um, men's roller derby, and I'm unfortunately I haven't seen a lot of it. I think I've literally only seen one game. Okay. In my time, which is sad, but I love like co-ed roller derby and MRDA derby. It's just so cool. And I think it'd be awesome to skate somewhere where, you know, it's so readily available to look at Mm -hmm. and experience. And even who knows, play (laughs) on them. But yeah, I mean, that's just kind of, I guess, my thoughts on that. Okay. Well, MRDA, they're calling it Western Hemisphere Champs, is this weekend, so. I know. So I'm excited to watch that. I'm gutted we're not there, but um, it is what it is. <laughs> right, you know, you know. Um, Do you have any other questions for us? I mean, we've pretty much wrapped up everything, unless Emma can think of anything else to ask you, but you're totally open to asking us whatever you got. Um, Who's your next guest? Who's our next guest? Ooh. Ooh, I, I don't know if we I don't know if we can disclose that information. Okay, okay. We can we can we say can disclose- their their title, like what, what they're Yeah, we for. can. We can. They, they are, are a oh they are a <laughs> they're a, they're a referee. They're a referee yeah. that they've refed at national levels and okay. all over the country. Um Really cool guy, been a head mm-hmm. ref for a really long time. There's another little uh, hint. Well, a, he's a guy. Nice. nice. No, refs don't get enough love, so that's good to hear that it's a ref coming on. Yep, we, we got a ref. Refs. We couldn't play the game without him. I know, right? Literally. No, this, yeah. He's a ref. Good guy. Good ref. <laughs> the other thing. Why did you choose your roller derby name? Oh. First, first, first off, um, actually, um, I think roller derby names are super important. Like there was a period, like before the pandemic, where people were like, "I'm going to skate under my family name," yeah. and I'm like, "That's okay," uh-huh. but it's it's 
I think a roller derby name is so important because we're such a weird sport and it mm-hmm, requires mm-hmm. such weird things that you wouldn't normally do. So you kind of right. have to be, to become someone else. It's your and alter ego. Exactly. So it's like it becomes the creation than you. So I think finding out how people came up with their roller derby name, I always think is a is a is a is always a great story, regardless of you know what it is. Um, I think Emma's Emma's whole vibe is a lot better than mine. Okay. <laughs> so um, she can go first. I was ten years old and. My dad and I were brainstorming because I've before roller derby, before I learned how to play, I had no clue what it was. So I was brought into a completely different world and my dad had seen games beforehand. And so he was kind of giving me the rundown. He's like, well, you got to pick a name. And I was like, what do you mean? I have a name. He's like, no, like you have to pick a nickname or an alter ego or whatnot. And so we were just on the deck outside. He was brainstorming and off the top of his head, he said, Enforcer. I was like, it's kind of cool. It's I like I like names when they're kind of shorter. It's one word, nothing okay. too crazy. And he's a hockey fan, and in hockey, it's Enforcers. So my name's Emma. They shorten it to M Enforcer. And then my number, I like to think it's a little kind of corny, but whatever. It's in my name, so M Four Sir, and then my number is four. So Thanks. I like, and I also like single digit numbers. I think they're pretty. Well thought out. I love it. Thank yeah, you. mine mine is not very well thought out. I just was brainstorming with my dad. Couldn't do it without the dads, I guess. <laughs> um, we, I think he just came up with it, honestly. He was like, oh, it's kind of punny and cute. Because I was also probably like 10 years old. And he was like, that's so cute. Let's do it. And then I've always just really liked numbers that go in like a, like in an order. Like our typical sequence of like one, two, three, four, five. And I just thought four or five look cool. Like it looks nice. So okay. stuck with it. What about you? Uh, it's funny. It's, it's serial killer, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. One of my teammates is also serial killer. Oh, not a bunch of serial killers. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and he there is 1072. 1072. I think it's, it's, it's a boy. Yeah. Dan. There's another girl one. There's another girl one from Denver. Okay. So there's three of us out there. Oh goodness. <laughs> he's just floating around. Up, he's just aged up from juniors. Oh, he did. Yeah. Okay, I didn't know that. I didn't know there was another junior one. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. I have to find uh, him. So what about you? Mine. Um. I just. I. I always like. You know, when people change, like a either a fictional name or a famous person's name and then just slightly change it because then it gives a, mm-hmm. a character immediately you know like, right you know or you know like you get cool names like you know Susie Hot Rod and Bonnie Thunders that are just like mm-hmm. cool made up names um but mm-hmm. I like the the ones that are already already established characters already um and I just you know I, I was I've always been a big Transformers fan so I just well I'm mm-hmm. just gonna to, to grime and that was that um right. number wise um nice. funny funny you say four because four is my lucky number um nice I, I played as number four for basketball the whole time until i came to back to scotland because i like spent a lot of time abroad um and when i got back here four was taken so i chose number 10 um 
and then as a nurse 10 is probably the number i use most often um so it just sort of fits so yeah nice worked out well did you have a i know an alternative name like were you stuck between another one i I was not i do i have another one i okay mind you you know we're children so we're like five we're like 10 five years old or whatever and um my other one was psychotic butterfly and i'm glad that wasn't the pick <laughs> i love that <laughs> As, but you can Imagine only that say on a it, jersey you can, you can only say it like that it's I know, I... psychotic <laughs> butterfly <Slap that>. actually <laughs> there's so Slap much that. hesitation Slap that on a shirt. Just put it on a jersey. <laughs> it would have to be like a two-liner. Okay. That was mine. Did you did you have one or? I did. Yeah, it was truck. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. Are we, gl- are we glad that wasn't it or <laughs> is I mean, that I, still a good? I've seen, I've I've tempted you know putting on a scrim top just for fun or but I've just never gone to it. Slap her on. Truck. Truck. Yeah, I should just was... show up. That'd be a fun scrimmage. Alternative name? Ooh. Somebody make it. That was a there was a there was meant to be a Rollercon game happening 2020, um, which was they were gonna call Mirrors. Um, so you had to skate under someone's name, but an established Mm. um but then you had to only skate like them and basically do bad bad impersonations of them the whole time. I don't so, even know. I, I was I was gonna try and be shortstop. Um, oh. <laughs> um and you know there there was a bunch of people that had all these ideas about who they were gonna be and um but yeah. More all to You would have had to start doing backbends and yeah. all that fun stuff. Oh my goodness, that is so funny. I didn't know about that. Of course we were yeah, it was COVID, and we were just um, becoming of the age at that period of time. But yeah. that's good. Well, well, well. Um, well last, last, <laughs> question, last question: Do you have any pets? Okay, I do. You do. I do. I have a cat named Bloom, and a. Australian Shepherd named Zoe. Aussie Shepherds are so good. She is very cute and she's gray. She's really sweet. Does she have two different colored eyes? She does not. She has brown eyes, which is very untypical in a gray animal. Generally, they're like either lighter in color or whatever. But yeah, hers are bright brown. Okay. Very cute, though. And I have a dog. His name's Rudy. And he's actually an Australian Shepherd, but mixed with Blue Healer, I think it's called. Very so. Aussie. Yes. Aussie Rudy cloud. is very cute. I am dog obsessed. Dog obsessed? Absolutely. Yes, dog-obsessed. she's a very she's a very good I will often skate with her and she loves it because she loves just like running as fast as her little body can take her so it's fun to get to skate with her and have her run with me she likes it i've actually she's been in one of my videos she's been in a few of my videos actually 
If you look way back, she was to. in a video. Have to spot her out. Yeah, you'll have to stalk her. Stalk her out. Anything for the dog. Remember where she was. <laughs> Just in it for the dog. <laughs> You're like, I don't want to see these crappy skills. <laughs> well, like, I've always. Is this done, girl even. Like, is this like, girl even on the skate? No, I'm, I'm just here for the dog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't even find the video. The four paws, eight wheels. I'm going for the four paws. <laughs> there's oh, there actually, this is. Is so, this is so random, but at the venue that we've hosted some of our junior tournaments, there's been a dog show two different times. In the oh. other, there's there's like a turf field. Oh my goodness, it's the best. Like, it's so many cute little puppies just running around while we play roller derby. That's mad random, too. Oh, but it's always so, so cool. weird. It's so <laughs> weird where you get to skate. I can't think. I was trying to think of like the weirdest place I've skated earlier, but I can't think of it. We have this venue called the Cotillion here, which is kind of a different venue. They do like shows there, mm -hmm. uh, like music and stuff but that was a really long time ago um pike's peak in colorado used to have a like up until this year had they used to skate in a theater oh and it was like still done up like art nouveau from the 1920s oh so it that's was, different well, and, and massive chandeliers that were you know 20 feet wide and 40 feet tall and this kind of stuff so that was a cool place to skate yeah, that's cool. Um, I've skated in a warehouse that was used for tanks. Um, tanks. <laughs> um, Summer Affair. I don't know if you're familiar with Summer Affair. Um, the venue, I don't know if they used it this year, but the previous one is a cattle shed. So they just get mm -hmm. it cleaned out and swept out as a cattle shed. So it's the only time I've driven a car, car around a derby track, which was cool, just because they loaded stuff in and then did a few laps in a car of the derby track, so that was fun. Hmm. Very interesting. I can't, I can't think of anywhere else, though. You it's skated so at... Didn't you skate... There was, um, in Colorado, Greeley, Colorado, it's like a butcher house for cows. Oh, I did. I, um, well, I don't think it was. was it? I think it was. I think it was previously. <laughs> I just remember there was these stalls. At, I, it's kind of like a fever dream, honestly. There was like <laughs> cow stalls, but they weren't. They were cleaned out. I, like, didn't I don't think, think I skated there. I don't really. Remember. It had it had a red floor. Yeah, I remember what you're talking about. I skated there, but I don't remember the cow stalls. Oh. <laughs> Uh, um. Yeah, I skated there though. I remember that because I almost got like hit by somebody's car. Oh, jeez. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I just like blank out all the bad experiences. <laughs> Think so. Oh, I did just skate at, and this isn't that weird, but it was at an event center and had a bunch of other sportsy stuff. But it was a basketball court. But for whatever reason, the bass. The, the seating was like probably 15 feet elevated from the floor so you were like looking down at all times and it was like bleachers but you were like always like 10 15 yeah. feet above which that, that was kind of weird i've never that'll be perfect seen that. crowd though mm. yeah it was really good view but it was just way different like i don't know that was different but yeah that's about all i've got for my story anyways
that's pretty much it. Okay. I think that's all we've got. All Unless anybody questions. else has anything. Unless I don't. anybody else has anything. I think we're finished up. Okay. And to go from here. That's and from there on, where can we find you on socials? Um, the gram would be the best part, the easiest place, I suppose. And it's just Optimus Grime, one word, no spaces, no dashes, no nothing. Um, I was lucky enough to get the just that as one word. Um, <laughs> and then maybe after that would be YouTube, because um, I upload a lot of videos to YouTube. Um, I keep all my coaching stuff on YouTube. Um, so that would just be Optimus Crime Roller Derby on YouTube. Otherwise, that's it. Because I don't really use Facebook or anything else or TikTok. I think so it's just the gram and YouTube. But yeah, that's about it. Very awesome. Nice. Well, thank you so much for being thank on. You. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. Of course. I, hope it was thank- I hope it was what you asked what you hoped for. <laughs> no. <laughs> I think so. I think yes. so. I really enjoyed talking to you. You yes. had a lot of really interesting answers. And I think it's cool to see somebody that, you know, I think like potentially many people look up to you, mm-hmm. but also people might not know much about you, you know, yeah. a little a little bit more on that personal level. So it's really cool to get to hear things about the people that you kind of look up to and kind of get to know them better. Like you're not just a Star. person on instagram or- <laughs> you're a personality they're only looking up because i'm tall that's that's it right <laughs> how tall are you keep mentioning it i gotta ask uh, I'm or six, i guess I'm, you I'm, convert I'm, that to- uh, i'm six two so it's not, not okay not crazy tall. okay i thought you were gonna be like you're making six, it you're hyping it up a little bit i thought you were gonna be like up there i'm like <laughs> no, no, i'm not i'm not that tall awesome well thank you guys so much for listening in yes thank you so much and bye 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 Bye. Bye. thank you (laughs) awesome